Hello and welcome. My name is Christopher Chandler. And my name is Chris Shower. And we are Generally American. In our podcast, we discuss events, culture, whatever else we want from a generally American perspective. From our differing viewpoints, our goal is that we can offer others and ourselves nuanced opinions on fascinating topics related to the U.S. We invite you to be part of the discussion, and we hope that you'll stick around to see where the conversation takes us. So let's dive in. And welcome back. We've been gone for a little longer this time. A little bit longer than usual. And The reason it... being? <laughs> I... <laughs> oh my god, I swear I didn't do that on purpose. Uh, I, I was a little sick last week. <laughs> I swear I did not do that on purpose. Uh, my voice might still be a little off today, but uh, I'm like 95% good. Well, that's good. I'm definitely not sick, but I know a lot of people around me are sick, so I'm really, really trying to avoid getting sick. I'm really trying to avoid getting COVID again, because um, it's going around like the flu real bad. Is oh, that what boy. you had? No. Well, I, I didn't check, but I've had COVID a few times, and I always got real a lot of muscle aches when I got COVID. This just felt like... This just felt like the the plainest, most normal cold I've ever had. Mm. Like, it wasn't pleasant, but it was, yep, I'm sneezing. Yep, I have a light sore throat. Yep, I'm a little tired. And that's That was it. Yeah, I remember COVID, but I haven't had, when did I have COVID? I had COVID about eight months ago, I think, in April. And I remember the muscle aches. That, that was the worst and the shivers. And I was in complete denial. I told my wife, it's probably just a really bad summer cold or something. And she's like, no, it's not a cold. It can't be a cold. And she's super paranoid and always checks, you know, does these little tests to make sure that we don't have COVID, to, like, unless we're going somewhere. So we don't, like, uh, get anyone sick or, you know, anything like that, infect anyone. And they're always negative. Like, the tests were always negative. And she's like, just do a test. I was like, I don't have to do a stupid test. And then I did a test, and lo and behold, it COVID. Was, it was COVID. <laughs> so now I'm super paranoid. Um, but you gotta love doing those nose swabs, right? I got the vaccine and I still got it. It happens. Yeah, yeah, those are really painful. Um, I I heard our COVID numbers are going up, but the real scary thing going around town here is there's this stomach bug going around that lasts like a week. Oh, I've had a friend like living in misery for like a week. Like, he's been living, basically living in a bathroom for a week. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's that time of year again. <laughs> yeah. Although, segueing into the weather, the reason it is that time of year where everyone gets sick is because everyone gets together for the holidays and it's cold outside. Mm -hmm. We are still, like, in nice, you know, high high of low 50s weather here every day and it's every day on the upcoming forecast it's so bizarre so the weather here has been i don't know how, how to describe it i mean very average very normal so i live in the north as most people know and it's pretty wet so it just rains it rains all the time it's been raining a lot for like the past three or four weeks we did get snow um, an inch of snow, <laughs> which honestly was actually a lot. It made the news. Um, so we got like an inch or two of snow and it was gone like three or four days later. Uh, they predicted we were going to get like six or seven or eight inches. Obviously, we didn't. Um, but it's a lot worse in the south. Um, so like in Stuttgart and Bavaria and whatnot. Um, and like in Switzerland, like they got hit real bad with snow. Obviously, they need snow because that's where a lot of people go for skiing. But up here in the north, there's just rain, 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 you know, as far as the eye can see. Uh, and no sunshine. It's pretty gray, actually. So everyone's leaving for the for the holidays yeah. <laughs> to go to like Spain or something. It's uh, it's weird because I, I'm still working remote and the company I work for is based out of Florida. So I'll like. I saw like somebody's profile picture the other day on their email account and it's just like their face, but in the background you just see like bright sunshine, water, mm. boats, and I'm like, Man, that sounds nice right now. Even though it's not miserable here, it is just a little gray every day. Um, this has been like the most global warming y 
December I've ever seen in my life in Montana. It's bizarre. Yeah, I really wish uh, we would have snow for winter. Or sorry, well, yes, for winter, but I mean for Christmas because that's right around the corner. I don't think we're going to get snow. I haven't had a white winter in like ever. One, no, that's a lie. I had it once when I was like 12. But mm. other than that, just rain. <laughs> I I mean, I'm okay. I, I recognize it's a sign of a much bigger problem, but I'm okay with it, especially because, and I, I can't remember if I've mentioned this, but I'm moving in about like two weeks. So mm. I can't really say I want to carry furniture and stuff through a bunch of snow. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I won't lie when this weather started, like, being the weird way it's been for like the last month and a half part of me was like oh it'd be kind of funny if it just stayed this way all the way until i moved and then it has which is very <laughs> abnormal for this area yeah so that's pretty much the weather report uh for like the past three weeks so uh but what's our topic for today well our our topic is basically a recap because uh Partly due to me moving in about two weeks, and partly just because we haven't done it in a while. Uh, we're mm. about to go on break. We're going to officially cap the season of episodes. So <laughs> yeah. we're, we're just going to kind of uh, talk about the season. Uh, ca- there's a couple topics we're going to do updates on and recaps on. But uh, for the most part, this is just looking back at what we've done and looking ahead at uh, where we're going. Yeah, so I mean, it's been a really long season. I don't... I don't even know how to call it a season because it has like so many episodes and generally I imagine seasons being, you know, a lot shorter. We've done, I think, like 42 episodes in this season. And uh, funny enough, I got a message a couple of days ago from the the host, the podcast host. So we've been on air for three years, I think now. So give or take a month or two, which I think is a long time. Um at least long for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've been. <laughs> it's it's uh, been fun to look back and see exactly how much we've done. When I was kind of uh, perusing our back catalog uh, over the last week or so to see what what we need to talk about and kind of where we what this season is, where it started. I kept scrolling mm. and I wasn't seeing any gaps anywhere. There were a couple short ones that Chris had to point out to me, but because I had thought we had taken like two to three month breaks here and there, which I guess I just completely made up in my mind. We took month breaks at the most, but uh, yeah. we, uh, we've been pretty constant more so than I thought. Yeah, definitely. No, we've taken breaks here and there just because life gets in the way. Um, but no, we've never really taken like a super long break, uh, especially not for the holidays, which are right around the corner. Uh, I don't have anything super special planned other than, you know, just buying tree, buying gifts, you know, eating all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, so... yeah, I I am actually ahead of things this year. And unless I forgot someone on my list, you know, knock on wood. I should have all of my gifts bought. I got a bunch wrapped yesterday, and the rest are coming in the mail. Yeah, I got to order all of them. (laughs) But it's just usually me and my wife. We buy gifts for each other, so it's honestly a relatively short list, and it's uh, something I can do pretty quickly. Uh, I did read an article the other day saying that the average person, at least in Germany, I don't know about the U.S., but the average person spends around $600 on Christmas gifts. Um, did, you, did you spend that much? <laughs> I was intentionally <laughs> trying not to count while I was going because <laughs> it has to be done anyway. But y- yeah, I mean, I bought gifts for 13 people. Oh, wow. So that's probably about right. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to spend that much money. Um, maybe like a hundred or two. We'll see. Yeah. And that was, uh, in this year, 13 people is a very small list for me. Usually it's more. So I, I kind of appreciated the easier Christmas. Cause I usually get really, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I usually get really stressed out over Christmas. Like I start dreading Christmas shopping in like June 
which is not healthy at all. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I that's what I do. Yeah, that's um yeah, that is pretty unhealthy stressing about Christmas shopping in June and July. But that's when most of like the Christmas music, you know, starts. There's that meme with uh what's her name? Mariah Carey. Um where they stall where they start to like unthaw her. Yep. Uh, come like <laughs> August. <laughs> uh thank you know what? Thankfully, at least in the U.S., with Halloween being such a big deal, they have to wait till November. They have to. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I do miss Halloween. Uh, it went by pretty fast, and so did Thanksgiving. Uh, but Black Friday was here, and I didn't buy anything for Christmas. I don't know. Did you use Black Friday for your Christmas gifts? Um, <clears throat> no, I only ever use Black Friday for myself because <laughs> I'm I'm not put enough together uh, on Christmas shopping to <laughs> be that far. I usually don't even have my list made. I bought a TV for my new place. I ordered a 75 inch oh, wow. uh, t- 4K TV, which is sitting, has been sitting in my dad's garage for like three weeks at this point because there's really nowhere to put it until I move. I wouldn't even know what to do with a TV like that. I mean, I bought like an HD TV like 10 years ago. And yeah. that's, that's the only one I use. I mean, um, I'm excited. This thing weighs like 120 pounds. I bought like the best TV mount on the market. It's like a heavy duty 125 pound rated thing. It like oh, wow. swivels out. And you can bend the TV at any angle. I'm going to put it in my living room. Going to be able to see it from my kitchen while I'm cooking. I'm very excited for it. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and this in this last season, or actually in the current <clears throat> season, which will be the last season, we'd spent a lot talking about buying stuff like Black Friday or like Lost Leaders. Or it's like the most American ethically. thing you can do. Yeah, like capitalism in general. So we spent like a lot of time just talking about money, um, and I think that's become like more important than ever, especially since like you know all of, like the war, especially like the war in in uh in europe uh, like ukraine and whatnot where everything's just become so expensive so i've had to cut back like on like luxury items so to speak um but for the most part things have been kind of uh typical i would say but for me it was a little bit weird because you like i always hear from my parents yeah you know when i was your age things were a lot cheaper and then like slowly things become like more and more expensive over time, but you never really notice it because it just kind of creeps up on you. Um, whereas like with the war, when it happened, um, just like overnight, everything just became super expensive. Like I had to pay like 40% more in gas, like 20% more for bread, like uh, 20% more for like electricity, just like overnight, everything became so expensive. And now it's slowly starting to, go back to like pre-war levels but it, i mean it's still pretty high so I'm definitely being more conscious about like where i buy stuff and like how much i buy um i know that we had mentioned talking like ethically like buying ethically um i try to do that <laughs> it's hard but it's re- it's really hard um not because like i'm an unethical person um i would consider myself to be an ethical person but honestly, I think everyone would say that about themselves. <laughs> but it's hard buying ethically because now, like, all the fair trade products and organic things, they're even more expensive than they were before. Um, you know, so, like, a regular gallon of milk here, I think, is, what is it, like, 2 or $3, maybe? Maybe a little bit more? And if you buy it, like, organically, like organic milk... Um, or whatever you want to call it, then it's like twice that. So it's it's really hard to buy all that stuff because it's just way too much money. Well, you know, there's the old standby. There is no ethical consumption under capitalism. I think as a whole, that's a little bit too doomer for me. Like mm-hmm. I try to be a little bit better because it's true. It's an absolute true statement. But at the same time, I, I try to not give my money to like super blatantly evil people that make it clear they like hate me or other people you know but at the same time there is no there is no version of you buying a smartphone 
or most electronics where it's ethically sourced you know it's it's just not a thing yeah i i I have to agree with you um and i've come to accept that (laughs) um because if you dig deep enough you're always going to find skeletons in someone's closet and i think my position is to do my best to minimize my impact or harm where i can although i must admit it is rather limited and imperfect but i I try you know yeah um I mean, like black fry <laughs> go on uh, i was just gonna say realistically it's something we do to make ourselves feel better than anything and you need some sort of organized action for it to actually matter um but we yeah feeling better about yourself is is not worthless i mean that's true i think it's more for the self than anything else <clears throat> um i think it's one of the biggest problems uh nowadays is it makes you it makes you feel good whether or not it has an impact i think is secondary for a lot of people you know it feels like you're doing something so you must be doing something good um but yeah you know you do what you can (laughs) yeah but i'll admit like i going back to that tv i just bought so i spent on Black Friday weekend, I spent, you know, about an hour, hour and a half researching, like, all the TVs on the market. And mm. I I landed on this brand and in the specific model. And everyone was like, you know, it's not the best TV on the market, but for the price point, uh, it's kind of shocking how much you're getting for this price point. You know, it's it's really good. And I looked a little farther into it, like, oh, well... I, I kind of I kind of see the unethical reasons why uh, you're getting so much at this price point. And, you know, again, it's not that much worse than most of them, because, again, there's really no real ethical option for most electronics. But it's, you know, I, I made the purchase. I, I didn't feel good about it, but I made the purchase. Yeah, I mean, it's not we're not trying to make anyone feel guilty about like what they're buying. Like, for example, I just try to buy less. Um I definitely have been trying to buy less on Amazon and I have, I have succeeded. Um, I have the stats to prove it, <laughs> but um, like when black Friday rolled around, people were like, did you buy this? Did you buy that? Did you, you know, look for these options? Did you look for like these deals? And you know what they say is if you spend nothing, then you save a hundred percent. So I didn't buy anything cause I didn't need anything, but it was very tempting because everything was, you know, 50% off. So I really wanted to buy like a Kindle scribe, whatever it's called. And it was marked down 200 something dollars. I was like, wow, that's a really good deal. But I don't actually need it. I just want it because it's cheap. <laughs> and so those are like the traps I try to avoid is like buying stuff just to buy stuff. Um, but if you're actually going to use it, if it's actually going to be in your possession for a long time, then I think it's okay. Yeah. You know, at, at the risk of lingering on this uh, recap topic too long, that's something mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of worried about moving. So like last oh. night I was over at my parents and we were talking about, uh, cause they're, uh, I think I've talked about this before, but they're remodeling it with me and I'm going to buy it from them. And it's a whole process. So we were talking, excuse me, we were talking about getting internet set up mm. and I was looking at the available packages in my area and I was like, Oh, I'm going to need to buy a router. So, you know, I, I talked with some friends who know more about that than I do. They said, buy this one. So I bought it. I'm going to need a router. There's no question about that. Part of me wonders if, because I'm in that phase where I'm just going to need to buy new stuff all the time, right? I'm moving like, mm. oh, I don't own, I don't own like this thing that my roommates have had and we've just shared forever that I, I can't even think of right now, right? <laughs> but I'm going to need it eventually. It's going to come to me and I'm going to need it. Eventually, yeah. I'm going to have to turn that off. Like, do I really need, you know, do I really need this specific kind of pan? Do I really need? So I'm I'm trying to stay aware and I'm curious how that's going to be like to stop buying new house things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Coming to a close on that topic. Um I think it was in Fight Club where they said, like, the the things that you own eventually own you. So you have to be careful. Um, I'm definitely not really attached to a lot of stuff I have. And so my wife and I, we're going to be moving 
soon too, hopefully. And so we're going to have to start, you know, cleaning house, throwing things away, and then possibly rebuying stuff we threw away because we didn't know we were going to need them. So it's it's a fine line between do I actually need this or do I not want to throw it away because I might need it in the future, you know, just like um, hoarding everything. And um, yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know you what? Think... I, I can report back on uh, what I made that mistake with after we come back. Like, oh, I yeah. threw out my <laughs> I threw out this thing. Turns out I need it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, something that you've never used for like 10 years and suddenly you need it, but you threw it away because you've never used it. But yeah, but there was another topic that you wanted to touch on so that there, we covered. There were a couple and they kind of link up. So I was uh, scrolling back and the episode we talked about AI was January mm-hmm. 2023. That was 11 months ago. It feels which, like 20 years ago. <laughs> I, I See, I feel the opposite. It feels like... <laughs> A couple months ago. It's been a while, 2023 for me. Uh, but uh, I, AI has been growing so much so fast and it's proliferation everywhere. Mm. Like, I, you know, I, I don't pretend, I, I won't pretend I know exactly what you're doing on the internet all day, but I see AI stuff everywhere all oh, day terrible. now. <laughs> and and I have mixed feelings about it because I uh, if people are like making little images for memes and stuff, mm-hmm. f- I mean, that's fine. I, I kind of don't like it still, but it's like, look, this person was never going to commission an artist to make a very specific meme for an in group of like a thousand people. Uh, that was just not going to happen. And they didn't have the talent to draw it to start with. Like it's not causing any harm, but man, you just get tired of like seeing it everywhere. And it just has this, it's, it's the little things and I've heard artists explain it better, but it's the little things that I, as an artist can't really explain, but your Mm. brain notices it. It's like shadows and light reflections off people and objects. It's all wrong because the AI doesn't know how any of that works. It just copies what it's seen but your your brain notices it so it feels all uncanny valley and wrong yeah i've been noticing ai everywhere so when we talked about it first in january it was still pretty new so chat gpt had just been released in i think it was the end of november of 2020 uh 2022 oh yeah i i see i even forgot about chat gpt that's how (laughs) i guess it does feel like a long time ago because that was the big thing back then Yes, I mean, AI has been around forever, uh, quote unquote. So it's been around at least uh, since like the 90s. But it's never really been like that useful because it's always been in in its infancy up until like five or 10 years ago. And even then it was pretty unknown. So the majority of the people really didn't know what AI was or had never really come into contact with it, like consciously. Like if you think about it... um, a lot of like our smartphones, like our devices, iPads, like e-readers, a lot of them use some form of artificial intelligence, but it's never really like in your face. So you don't actually know you're interacting with it. And so I think for the vast majority of people, chat GPT was their very first like interaction with quote unquote AI. I have a huge problem with the term AI because it's neither artificial nor is it intelligent. Um, but still, that's that's a side point. Um, but now that's like everywhere. So like, ever I think everyone and their dog, you know, <laughs> has like AI in something. Like I see it on websites all the time. So oh yeah, the my barrier wife, to entry is nothing. It is. It's like it's literally nothing. So like my wife reads the news a lot, and so she goes to like various websites, and they have like chatbots built into their websites, and they'll give you your horoscope. Um, or they'll tell you tricks about how to improve your love life or whatever. Or they'll like retouch some of your fancy photos so that you look better for like your Tinder profile. And it's super annoying. <laughs> it's like ev- it's everywhere. Um, well, we're and... having full blown articles written by AI now. They just they just skim information and write an article and it's not even always right. 
No, it really isn't. Um, and the best way to know that these things are not correct is if is if you're like a programmer. So I often use like ChatGPT and whatnot to help me like write programs um, or like to give me advice on like certain, you know, programming algorithms and whatnot. And I'll run the code and it won't work. And so it just like it makes stuff up. And so if you have no idea what it's doing, it looks correct. And so that's the that's the beauty of like uh, using it for coding because you have like automatic feedback about if it's working or not because otherwise your program will just crash. <laughs> but you don't know that with like an article. Like if it writes an article, like I don't know, let's say like politics and you know nothing about politics, then it, you know, it sounds correct, but there's really no way to like check it. Yep. And and if I remember right, I think we talked about this in our actual AI episode. There was a uh, a lawyer who had uh ChatGPT write like a oh, yeah. legal brief and got in, like huge <laughs> trouble. <laughs> Such a yeah, horrible I that. idea. Uh it's it's funny though. Like in one of the things I remember seeing a few months ago in uh I can't remember where I saw it, but someone posted art and it wasn't it was ai assisted art mm-hmm. i think the idea is you have ai like you basically you know you do the normal ai thing you give it a bunch of prompts and it generates an image and then they go in and like actual edit it with like art software or whatever they do mm. and i think that's like a real gray area because obviously that takes artistic talent but that's that's not that different than having ChatGPT write you like a skeleton program and then changing it up to what you need it to, right? So I have kind of mixed feelings on it. I think my whole my whole philosophy boils down to something very simple, which is are you interested in like authentic connections? Because if you use like these like virtual reality which we'll probably talk about virtual reality next year, but it's related to AI. Um, if you're at all interested in like authentic connections, then you'll know when not to use these tools and when to use them. If you're only interested in like the end results, then I don't think it matters for the majority of people. So going back to your example that you mentioned like a few minutes ago, if you're just interested in producing some funny meme, you're not really going to go through you like the whole process of like producing art you're just going to use some cheap bot um have it produce an image and be done with it but if you're really interested in actually expressing your emotions actually making a connection with an audience then you'll sit down and really like make an image yourself and there is a fine line between using tools and cheating and i think that's like it's very blurry at the moment with ai like where is the line um, it's not as clear cut as it used to be. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I am not an AI lover when it comes to art. Like, I want to see, like, an individual style and, like, I want to see the little quirks and the little flourishes mm-hmm. and the flaws because that's all part of it. I have seen some AI videos that I, I, I just don't think you can make without AI. Like, like... AI is best at Uncanny Valley stuff, and there have pe- mm-hmm. been people that have leaned into it to make some of the most interestingly horrifying flesh morphing things <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And not like full on grotesque, but just like hard hard to describe. And I, I, I think there's value in something like that. Like it made me feel something, and it didn't look, you know, I feel like the most lazy. Uh, you know, type prompts, be done with it. AI art all looks like it was drawn by the same person because it's just an amalgamation of mm. all the art it's ever stolen or scanned. Uh, this was kind of different. Yeah, I mean, if you think back to like the early 2000s, um, which was a very long time ago, at least for us, <laughs> and you think about auto-tune and how that entered the market and everyone, well, everyone who was an artist, was using auto-tune to make their voice sound better. And even now, they're still using auto-tune. And so now it's nearly impossible to know, like, who can actually sing? Like, who actually is really good at their craft? And it used to be, we admire these people for, like, what they can do, like, for their abilities. 
And it's like, if you're a really good artist, be that like poetry, you know, like actual art, like painting, whatnot, or like singing. We were like, oh my God, like this person is great. You know, that's what we admired them for. Now it's kind of, are these people like really good entertainers? So it doesn't actually matter that they can sing. It matters that they're entertaining. And so I think now AI is the same thing as well. Like it doesn't actually matter if you're good or not. Are you good at selling the illusion that you're good? And so some people don't actually really care anymore. Um, I'm not an expert on AI either. I do my best to avoid it (laughs) wherever possible. Um, You know, it's a trap, I would say. Yeah. For the most part. And and uh, kind of segueing into the other thing we want to talk about. Mm. But we've seen it become we're already seeing it become an issue um, in taking some people's jobs. I, I can't remember. I think it's called the finals. There's a, a a video, a fairly popular video game that a lot of people are uh, criticizing because all of their voice acting is AI. But what oh, they wow. what they say they did is they got a bunch of voice actors and then had them, um, you know, give them samples. Like they just recorded their voice a bunch and then they used mm-hmm. that to train. Uh, AI so that they could say they wanted to update the game real quick to give this character the new line. Then they have the flexibility of they don't have to call that person back. They can just have the bot they trained to steal, to take their voice to say whatever they want. Oh. I really don't like that. <laughs> I, I understand <laughs> the logistical benefits, but I don't want like the uncanny, like good voice acting is really good voice acting. Like, Good voice acting can turn an okay product into like something amazing. I I I just do not want to lose that. I don't even want to like I know this is just a the tip of the iceberg and we've mm. only the beginning of going down that road, but I I just want to squash that now and not give anyone else any ideas. That is crazy. I didn't know that. Um, I do know that the, I do know that they're doing that for movies, which I think is something that you also wanted to touch on, where they'll just have the actors come in for a day or two, have that recorded and all possible variations, and then pay them a hundred bucks or something and be done with it. And basically, they have their own virtual cash cow. Um, yeah, you know what? I and this is my mistake. I I looked up the results of the exact results of the writer's strike before Mm -hmm. before we started i forgot to look up the actor's strike um but a big part of the writer's strike was ai as well because like we were saying there's just ai writing articles and you know it doesn't matter how good they are if if they get you to click on them and if it's for something simple like sports like this team beat this team last night here are the stats and the score like it's hard for the AI to mess that up too much, right? Uh, but again, like on a on a connection level, and I'm and I I'm glad you use that word because I think that's that's mm-hmm. a good one. Like you want to have a human connection in art. I do not want AI writing um, stories. I don't even want AI writing like a skeleton of a story, and then actual writers like you know, like changing words around to make it sound more human. Like I I want someone to have like, I want someone to be inspired. I want someone to have an idea, even if it's a bad idea. Like I I just want to see a human's take on an idea and see it executed. That's what I want out of art. That And that's how I, that's how I feel too. Like I'm not opposed to AI. I think that like machines and humans complement each other. So, like, there are things that people are incredibly good at, which I think is, like, for example, like, art. And I use art in, like, a very broad sense. So, like, poetry, writing, like, acting, picture, stuff like that, singing, playing an instrument, like, art. Like, people are very good at art. Um, I wouldn't say that we're very good at, like, math or anything or, like, things that require high precision. Like, machines are better for that. Um, like, machining or tooling, stuff like that, welding and whatnot. Um you know, maybe that's a bit naive, but that's kind of how I split the whole category. And so I think if everyone stays in their lane, that will end up with a good result. Um, I just find it kind of sad that the things that that make us people, you know, that make us human are being replaced by machines. And 
then the question is like, what what's left for us? Like, what are we supposed to do then? Like, we can't work, we can't do art. So, like, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, in a in a non capitalist society, you know, machines and AI, you know, replacing our labor would not would be a good thing. But in a society where everything is based on money and compensation and you know resources, um, mm. it doesn't end up well for us. Uh, and before I forget, I do want to include this. It, Obviously, the writer's strike wasn't just about AI. That was just a part of it. Um, a big part of it was streaming residuals from uh, oh, yeah, you know, Netflix right. and you know all, all the other streaming services. Because the last time they negotiated this was... Uh, it was more at the infancy of uh, mm. streaming TV. And the compensation was not very generous. So they... Uh, especially with basically all big shows, it feels like... I think, I, maybe not all big shows because, you know, I, I don't know if you've heard of like The Masked Singer and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. people watch network TV for that. Like I, I personally can't stand shows like that because they drive me crazy and they're so slowly edited to waste your time. But people love those shows and they watch them on network TV. But it feels like amongst like people I know in my age demographic, nobody is watching actual broadcast TV. <clears throat> I feel like those shows, like, I don't know. I feel like the whole concept, like, died, like, 20 years ago, like, after, like, American Idol. Like, all these, you know, like, The Voice, American Idol, the, uh, what is it called? Like, The Biggest Loser. Like, all these shows, I feel like they're so outdated, and yet, for some reason, they're still being produced. I could never get behind them. I mean, how many versions of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette are there now? There's, like, a million. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But people people love them. So, I mean, and part of me is, like, I, I think they're, like, not... Because, you know, they're they're like, maybe not shows like The Masked Singer, but like reality TV, like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. They're all obviously scripted and things like that, but people enjoy them. Like, it's part of me is like, I wish they didn't. And I think mm-hmm. it's con- contributing to society brain rot. But also, <laughs> I don't, you know, who am I to say you shouldn't enjoy what you enjoy, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to criticize anyone for their taste because they might look at my taste or your taste and say, like, oh, that's terrible, you know. So it's in the eye of the beholder. Um, I just don't feel... I just feel like it's a bygone era, you know. I just feel like it's a product of the bygone era, and I find it kind of interesting that it's still a, a valuable form of entertainment. Another form or another point of, like, a bygone era are residuals, which is what you mentioned a few minutes ago, because... After we had that episode a couple months back, I was doing a bit of my own research and a lot of people, so like a lot of like lay people, not actors, a lot of lay people don't really see the point in actors receiving residuals. You know, the common theme, you know, I saw in the comments was, you know, why should you get paid more than once for the same job? You know, like, for example, I think a good example or a bad example, sorry, but a common example that was used was like the plumber. So there are a whole bunch of people saying like, you know, like think of like a plumber. He comes to your house. He fixes, I don't know, your toilet or whatever. And he get he gets paid once for the job. Like a plumber's not going to get paid like 10 times. But then I thought that maybe that's not fair because with actors, they're continually using your likeness. Um, but I feel like a lot of people don't really think that residuals are a fair form of compensation anymore for actors. And the proof of that is probably an AI, <laughs> which is why they just want to like get rid of the actors altogether. But, you know, who knows? We'll see. Which is insane. Like it makes. So I've worked in like sales roles for the last few years. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I was o- I was always paid a salary plus a commission. And I always felt like that commission motivated me to like, oh, man, I'm not feeling it today. I don't really want to put in that much effort. But. I kind of want to get paid more like uh, an actor is a salesperson. Like they're mm-hmm. they're especially with big actors. You just put their name on something and that is true. Way more people are going to watch it. And if if they kill the role or it's like, wow, there there are movies that are not good. But one actor did such a good job or such an had such an enjoyable performance. People will buy it or go watch it anyway 
for one way or another. Maybe their performance is just so bad it's good or it's hilarious or they're like the one person really trying on a horrible cast. And that's kind of funny. Mm. Like that's happened. I, I And I think people like that should get paid more for it. Like that is a valid point. And so we did talk about influencers and advertising. So that was like a couple months ago. And that was like my personal pet peeve. Um, like the rise of influencers, influencers as I, I, I should call it a job. It's really hard for me, but like people see it as, as it being a job um, and advertising. And you have, I don't know if you know this, but like they're like virtual influencers. Have you heard of that? Like, people only on the internet is that what you know it's like they're not actual people they're like they're like ai bots basically like like vocaloids yeah yeah something like that but they're like they're not people at all they're just like generated by ai and so this is super common in um anyone can feel free to correct contact us and correct me but it's super common in like uh east asia so like in korea in japan and in china you have these companies like these agencies producing influencers with ai and so you'll have i can't remember her name or its name i don't don't know how to address it but um you know you have like this ai influencer who's 21 years old forever because it's just computer generated and they're super popular in certain asian countries and they'll sell products like makeup or phones or clothing or they'll be ambassadors for certain companies or certain people um so you know so even influencers could be replaced by ai if people fall in love with machines you know that's the thing um if you don't value the connection to people then you can be replaced by ai (laughs) so so it's pretty scary (laughs) that's a little horrifying i i i mean i i guess vocaloids are kind of like that but that's probably as like far as i knew about that I mean, it almost kind of sounds like VTubers, but just minus the actual person exactly. behind it all. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Um, because that makes v- sense to me, because VTubers, like, like they'll stream for hours at a time, and, you know, they're kind of putting on a character, but you can't stream for, like, hours a day for, like, months and years on end without, like, mm. developing, like, real connections to, like, the people watching you and, like, letting a little bit of your real self out. Yeah, and so I think that's been like, now that I think about it, I think that's been one of like the common themes of this season. Um, because I mean, I think like we've been doing this for almost two years, <laughs> and so like, is there a common theme throughout all of our episodes? And I feel it's like the connection that people have, because we've talked about influencers, we've talked about AI, we've talked about art, we've talked about countercultures, subcultures, like generational shifts, and it's always been about like. You know, people seeing eye to eye, like trying to find a connection. And so for me, that's the most important thing. Uh, and traveling. So you also said that, uh, uh, so you've, you were also, you also traveled a bit this year. Yeah. Uh, to Vegas. So I did go to Vegas. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I really have any <laughs> more interesting, although I will say, I don't know if I mentioned this when we all got laid off at our last job. So I worked mm. with my best friend he was on a vacation from Vegas, landed uh, on his way back home, landed in like Salt Lake or wherever on his layover flight, opened his phone when he landed, saw the messages. So he found out he got laid off like oh. on, on his way back. <laughs> so that was <laughs> horrible. Uh, but I, I do want to talk about a trip I went on a few weeks ago. I went to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, to watch uh, the Chiefs and Packers play because my my best friend is a Packers fan. I'm a Chiefs fan, so we got to make sure to go anytime they play because it's not very often. And you want to talk about connections? The uh, <laughs> that city is about one thing. <laughs> they are about the Green Bay <laughs> Packers because it's not a big city. It's about it's a little over a hundred thousand people. It's about the same size of the city I live in now. And they have one of the largest NFL fan bases there is. I think their stadium holds like 70-some thousand people. And it's basically always sold out. There is a line of 100-plus thousand people to even get season tickets. Oh, wow. Like, uh, we went on a 
we went on a tour from a guy who's lived in Green Bay, sounds like his whole life. And he uh, he said, yep, I'm number one hundred and one thousand something, something and something. <laughs> um, I will definitely die before uh, my time comes up, but I will pass that down to my to my to my children. And it's it's crazy <laughs> out there. Um, they act they do have industry like they're the Green Bay Packers because they were originally sponsored by like packing plants. And um, oh, wow, I guess Green Bay, Wisconsin is like the toilet paper capital. Uh, of the country like they make tons of toilet paper they have a lot of paper mills they they have real industry but everything in that town again it's they are dedicated to that football team if you win a super bowl as a coach they name a street after you there's packerland avenue i think there's like mike mccarthy lane and it's it's everywhere. There's statues everywhere. There's landmarks everywhere. There's memorials everywhere. Um, and what's so bizarre, like NFL stadiums are so big, like they're you don't realize how big they are until you're like walking around one, but they're insanely massive. And their stadium is just in the middle of a normal neighborhood. It's so weird. Like you don't even notice it until you're driving past it. And you can see some of the signs from a distance, but there's like a mom and pop burger place across the street. There's normal houses. Those houses have skyrocketed in value now, by the way. Like, it's absolutely insane because people uh, rent them out for game days and parties and stuff. So they're worth like millions upon millions. But it's... I'm not going to lie. I didn't know all that. <laughs> it's So I, I definitely knew that the Green Bay Packers were like... Um... A very beloved team um but i didn't know that the culture went that deep <laughs> oh it's so that team shouldn't exist it's one of the like it's over 100 years old and they almost went under a few times so they had to basically establish because the the packing companies who sponsored them back in the day went out of business like once or twice Mm-hmm. So one of the players, the quarterback at the time, Curly Lambeau, who Lambeau Field is named after, uh, and a, a paraphrasing from all I learned on this trip, but basically he, he, I think he went to the town hall and was like, look, if you guys want to have a football team in this city, uh, you need to give us money to do it. I'm going to sell stock in the team. You don't get any benefits. You don't get any residuals. This is a donation, but... He had all these certificates, you know, saying you could be an owner of the team. Hmm. And ever since then, the team, it's the only team in the, in the league. It doesn't have an owner. Um, it's a nonprofit. Uh, they've sold stock like four or five times. So they technically have over half a million owners. And oh, wow. so it's, it's a community owned team. And they uh, basically anytime they, the first couple times was like, we are going to stop being a team. Please save us. Now it's like, hey, we're doing this major renovation. So we're going to allow people to buy stock and we're going to. I think the last one was a few years ago. They put in like the biggest uh, Jumbotron, the biggest screen in the league, which I got to stand right underneath. It's insane. Well, there's two of them because there needs to be one on each side of the stadium so everybody can see and. I don't know. It's I, I don't have enough time to go into detail on everything. It's a really special and unique place. Like there there's really I, I've never been somewhere where I felt like everybody like this city exists for one thing. And <laughs> everybody is everybody's all about it. Everybody's a hundred percent bought in. Uh, you know, they have other things going on, but the reminders are everywhere. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll get the chance to check it out sometime. <laughs> yeah, and what's what's kind of fun is so we sat, um, Lambeau Field had a major renovation, I, I think like in the seventies or eighties, I can't remember. So they basically added like extra layers onto it, like they built upward. So they had original bleachers in like the lower bowl area, and that's like the old part of the stadium. Mm. They allocated eighteen inches per seat which is now what we would consider pretty small. Uh, and the when they put like actual chair seats in the upper part, they're bigger. But they can't expand 
the lower 18 inch bleachers mm. because if they did that, they would lose like 10,000 seats. And when you have a hundred plus thousand people already waiting on season tickets, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to tell a season ticket holder like, Hey, guess what? You're going back in line. Your seat no longer exists. So when you're, and that's where we were, you get really cozy with everyone. And it's, it's kind of fun. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's almost like being at like a concert and you're kind of chest to chest with people. And uh, I, I don't know. It, it it was cool. There's, if anyone's ever in the area for the heck of it and you want to, you want to go watch a football game and, I've talked before about how I feel like the fun part of about going to a baseball game is that it kind of feels like you're watching history in motion. Mm -hmm. uh, going to a game at that field is is like walking into history because they're, that's what they're all about. So I I've ranted long enough. If you if you have any questions about it, if something you feel like I left out, you can ask. No. But I think I gave my spiel. No, I don't think it was a rant. I'm definitely glad you're passionate about about football because I'm not really passionate, which is a disappointment for a lot of people who meet me here in Germany because football is also, uh, like American football, is also extremely popular here. So everyone wants to talk to me about, you know, like, what's your favorite team? What was your favorite game? Did you see the Super Bowl? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have the wrong American. I'm not really good at sports. Um no, so that's it. So, uh, like Chris said, we're going to be gone for a couple of weeks. So we should be back around February of next year. So we have a lot to do. But, you know, uh, I really enjoyed the season. We really talked about a lot of different topics. I think the season just went on for so long because we just never, I just never stopped it. <laughs> <laughs> so come next year, we'll be doing a new season. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Christmas will be upon us in a couple of days. So I hope everyone, you know, enjoys the holidays, whether you celebrate it or not. Uh, definitely hope that you all have a great new year. Um, hopefully I'll be able to fulfill all of my goals next year, but I have to start working on that list. Uh, at any rate, thanks so much, everyone, for listening. I really enjoyed it. We really enjoyed it. And we'll see you all in the new year. Yep. Everybody, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. See you next yep. year. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. See you then. Bye. Bye. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope that it was informative and that we were able to expand your worldview, even if only just a little. Welcome feedback, comments, and constructive criticism. If you'd like to provide us with any, please reach out to us at our Discord or email address, both of which will be listed in, in the description. Thanks again for listening and until next time.